Welcome back to Sizing Up. Now, this is a bonus episode. This isn't the official start of season two yet, but consider this an episode in between season one and season two. It's a bonus episode. You guys wanted to hear about my experience shooting with a model, and I shot with Paul back in February, as you guys saw, but I couldn't talk about this subject alone, so I had to bring on a guest in some of you might know her, and if not enough of you know about her, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So go ahead. Well, hello there. <clears throat> My name is Leah, if you're lucky. Yes, this is the immortal giantess Leah. And spoiler warning, she is going to be on season two later. We'll have an interview with her properly. But we just I just wanted to have someone on for a conversation about photo shoots. So, yeah, so as someone who's been in you know multiple photo shoots before um what is it i want to know this perspective from what is preparation that a model has to go into it um because for me initially i was like this this is my first ever shoot and i was like freaking out it was an excited freaking out but i was still freaking out because i didn't know how to go about it do a shot list everything of that sort but what's have you had you ever shot anybody at all before prior to it would be like five years ago but that would be like back in college so um other than college not really and we didn't do a lot of like uh photography of we didn't do a lot of photography by shooting people either it was a lot of just like environments and um things of that nature. So it was never like straight up shooting a person. So probably where I was like, man, I'm not sure how I go about this. And plus, you know, since a lot of the content I do is giantess related, it was all, it was a whole new challenge because not only that I had to learn about shooting with a person, but I had to learn about perspectives. And that was the true challenge in trying to nail a lot of the shots that we got over that shoot. Nice. Yeah. Well, I actually have not done hardly any photo shoots giantess style specifically so i've done a lot of i've done a lot of photo shooting just kind of over the last seven years or so since i've been trying to be a model and uh entertainer so i've photo shooted and 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 videoed as well i was in front of the camera for you know multiple reasons um so yeah, as a foot model, I, I basically have been shot by Cleo and I've been shot by Autumn and that's kind of it. And uh, they are, have been super helpful because I obviously joined when, well, not joined when they did, but um, you know, we all kind of went through Giantess Avenue mm-hmm. um, and became super close and they have been really helpful for like helping me get the angles. And then, you know, you follow other models online and you kind of get the gist. So um, I think it would be interesting to hear your perspective because working with Pogzilla, I haven't met her, but I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a similar feature that she likes to highlight that I do, which is our, our asses. <laughs> so, so you have to be at least somewhat of an ass man to know what angles to to take you know what i mean for sure for sure um yeah right into that that was um so because i remember on uh my story when i posted the photo of when we were at the beach and the sun like like the sun was setting just right and it casted a shadow over pog and i remember you especially like that one 
And uh, yeah. yeah, um, so so I guess you could say I'm an ass man myself. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who didn't know, yes, I'm an ass man. I mean, like, among the many things, Jack the Speck is an ass man. But uh, well, I think that's I think we're all finding the coolest thing about being in this community is that you can enter it with feet, but then that can go so many different ways. Exactly. It is layered. It is so layered once you get into it and you're like, oh, I didn't think I would like this, but I do. Or, oh, that's interesting. I can see myself being it. You, you get a lot of other like little kinks and discover some other fetishes along the way, which is cool about it. So yeah. it, it was crazy. So when I was shooting with Pong, it was like different because I had just gotten this camera. The camera I um, was shooting with was a uh, Canon Rebel T5. So it was a lot of messing around with settings, messing around with different lenses. Um, but for a lot of the shots that we got, they were all taken at wide angle. Like it was a wide angle lens. Mm -hmm. So it really, I really had to mess around with it. Cause you know, with a camera, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to angle it. And it's not as bulky, bulky as your traditional camera, but when you're using when you're using an actual camera, I had to really just adjust and move up. Like while we were on the beach, I had to have the towel like under me at all times because I didn't want to get any grains of sand in the camera. But oh yeah, that's death. Yeah, I mean, like I said I don't want to like get. I don't want to you know I don't want to mess up this five hundred plus dollar camera that I paid for. It was a lot of just getting close trying to make sure I was getting good angles. You're fighting a lot with the sun. You're fighting a lot with other people, obviously. And you're also fighting a lot with the angles. And sometimes those angles can work with you or against you. And sometimes some of those are happy accidents because when you're trying to get the perspective of shooting an ass, I mean, you're trying to make it look as big as possible, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it was more of like, how can I make this look as big as possible, but without making it seem like it's too unbelievable, you know, like you don't want to be too obnoxious. And I think there's a balance when you're shooting photography, especially when you're there's trying to catch your features. You want to, you want to make sure that the photograph is appreciating it and not mm -hmm. exploiting it. Exactly. That, yeah. That, that, I, that's, at least that's, that's what I'm a fan of. You know, that's why I like that shot so much, because it really is like you're you're capturing the beauty of that feature. And it's not uh -huh. I don't feel dirty. I don't right. feel like the person that is in the picture is like, you know, it feels like she's being honored and she's being praised, which is very nice. And, you know, kudos to that shot. Exactly. And thank you. I, I think the thing for me was like not I want to get like it's like when you're framing a picture in your head, it's all about getting everything around it that works. So it helped that the sun was casting over her and casting this slight shadow over her that made her look powerful. And that was a lot of what I wanted to have Paul be in these, you know, shots. I wanted to illustrate her and have her be seen as this powerful dominant figure, a goddess. And I, I just loved how it came out and, Going forward, you know, it kind of gave me a blueprint or a template to go forward with how I shoot with models in the future. It was always a challenge just making sure that everything came together. Because if you're just 
how can I say this? It would say you're making like three different things. Like one of them is going to be the main subject for, in this case, it was a uh, pogs booty. So that was subject number one. That was most important. I think the most important thing that some people lose when they're um, shooting, shooting in general, it doesn't have to be with a professional professional camera or um, it can be with your phone. But I think a lot of people got to realize that lighting is like key. And when you're shooting with different elements like that, you're going to have to worry about shadows, highlights, you know, how much the sun is like exposing or overexposing a subject in the photo. So that was the second thing I wanted to make sure that was just right. Yeah. Lighting is probably the most important thing when it comes to photo shooting, obviously, because you have to be able to see the mm -hmm. image. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, but, and I feel, and I feel like that gets lost, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's funny to me because I've been around a lot of people that just maybe aren't, are, I don't know if they're not artistic mm -hmm. or they're just maybe just very like analytical people by nature. Mm -hmm. And you ever, you ever like give a camera to somebody and you get it back and you're like, what? <laughs> what are <laughs> yes. you looking at? Do, you can see the camera through your eyes, right? You know, the, if you have your picture taken, it's stealing the soul. So maybe they feel vulnerable. Like what right. I take, what I'm taking a picture of shows more about, like tells more about me. I've never mm -hmm. thought about it like that until just now, but it's, it's, oh, it just is amazing to me when people take a photo and it's blurry and they're like, here you go. And you're like, what? It's like, how was that okay? Like, how could you sit here and say, this is okay? They just really, I guess, got nervous. I don't know. Like, what other explanation could it be? Maybe they don't have, maybe they can't see well. I mean, there, there could be a lot of, hidden reasons on why but yeah i mean it's really weird like and i get it you can't control other elements but a blurry a blurry photo is never good and i know some people's like oh you can edit that you can fix that right and like i can but you know why would you want someone who's going to edit this photo after shooting to have a hard time with blurry shots i mean they're going to happen sometimes people move by accident and you know that's normal and uh, another example, like when I was shooting with Paul, like when she was walking, I would take like multiple sh shots. I would like, there's a setting you can do. It's called the aperture. And you can also move how fast the shutter goes off when you're shooting. Yeah. So that way you can get multiple shots in one go. Now, if you're doing someone in motion while you're shooting, you can get some cool things that way. So that's probably the only, that you can get some cool things going on with the shot. And I think that's the only that's the only time I'll say, okay, that's acceptable because you're having to move while you're taking a shot. And yeah, when I, cause I took, you know, photography classes, I have a graphic design uh, bachelor's actually. So I'm very well, okay. invested in the arts of things. Um, but I remember learning about aperture and capturing life moving, <laughs> you know? And then when you get the one where it's clean and there's no blur and you're like, what the hell? That's amazing. It's a whole different level. It's just like, it's just like magic, you know, in that moment. It's a whole different level of like, just, I think when you get a shot like that, that's why it's trial and error to take like a bajillion shots. Uh -huh. But I think that's what makes it worth it. Like we, um, when we were shooting, we shot for like seven hours straight. We took a, we took, well, not seven hours straight. I'll take that back. We did take a lunch break in between, 
but um, we shot for like three hours at a time at many different places. And, you know, it was just fun just getting all these shots and seeing how they came out. And then um, when I got back and I was going through the camera and uploading them, I was just like, there's a lot of shots here that a lot of good shots here that you, you don't even have to like some of them are looking like I don't have to edit this. I could probably turn up the shadows here to make her a bit more visible, but there were a lot of shots. I'm sitting here looking like my man, I, I get why the process for photography is to it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of, you know, just building this consistency. And as we went on, I felt like I was getting better as a photographer. And yeah. And the more you work with somebody, like I can have a photo session with myself and it's under 15 minutes. Right. Because I know all my angles. I know what, I know what I'm going for. I've done it so many times. So yeah, but you, you guys were just trying to, you know, figure out how to work with each other and, that kind of thing. It's good. I mean, it's good that you guys got all those shots because sometimes you can work with a photographer and you just don't gel with them at all. Right. Which I did do recently. And you know what? He probably was a foot guy and I wasn't doing anything feet related at the time Mm -hmm. because I think with feet stuff, you really have to, at least for me, I don't know if it's the same for everybody. It, for some reason it is very vulnerable and I, I don't know why, but I didn't feel like I could be vulnerable with this photographer. And so all the photos came back and you could tell that I had my guard up a little bit because I, well, first of all, it's a stranger I've never met before. It's a man. And we we went out to like a national forest. So, you know, who knows what could happen? Anything could have happened. I'm not going to, he, and his photos were so great. Um, They were these like really tasteful not fully nude it would be like but it would be like a naked woman and they were so gorgeous so i wanted to work with him and then our shoot was just not good at all and i was like Ugh, i don't i came away with maybe one photo and we were there for several hours so ah, that's just that is disappointing yeah sometimes that happens it's not you get it's you know chemistry matters because you being the model have to be vulnerable and be willing to be shot and then the photographer Mm -hmm. also has to feel comfortable enough to get the shot so it is like a a, it's a two-person experience you know definitely um and i'll I'll go more into that because like i feel like you need to um because we planned this uh this shoot for like months in advance but um prior to even that we got to know each other through uh instagram and you know i did some edits for her and um, she said, you're really good at this. And, you know, I don't know, crazy idea, but I would love to, like, shoot with you. I feel like we have a pretty good vibe here. And for a minute, like, other editors like, man, you're making a lot of Pogzilla content. And, like, I don't know, guys, she might be my favorite. But, <laughs> but um, she's a good one to be your favorite, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like, Zilla is probably, like, she's insanely chill. She's insanely chill and she's overall, she's been one of the coolest people I've met in this community. So, you know, I think my favorite giantesses are a, the ones who do giantess. Cause actually I've noticed that a lot of foot models just do their feet and a lot of them like maybe cover their face or at least the, I don't know, the repost accounts that I have been associating with. Right. Um, but I like the giantesses that really put their personality into their content. You know, like Pog does that, Maven does that, and mm-hmm. 
I mean, Autumn is like just she has no no boundaries at all. So Autumn, I think it, I think Autumn's my favorite to be honest. She's very energetic. Fan. She's very energetic with how she goes about like hitting like from some of the giants' posts she's put up. I'm like she's really puts her energy into it. Yeah, and she's she's just a lovely lovely person. I'm a I just love her so much. Uh, but that's why I like Pog a lot because she'll do weird content, not weird, but just content that makes sense to who she is and, you know, mm-hmm. how her body is and what her limbs look like. So it is, it's fun. I find it's really fun to follow her. Definitely. And yeah, that, and that's the thing. I, I do feel like there is like, you can tell when someone's putting their energy into content like that, especially when it's, you know, giantess. Because I find that a lot of it is, I mean, you can only do so many, like, now, but with, with just your phone, you can only do so many angles before you've done them all, which is, which is fair. But I feel like what's missing and what separates some models that put their work into it is that they put their own twist to it and an aesthetic on it, which really, you know, showcases their personality. And yeah. for Pog, it was... Um, I, I said, okay, she, she has her own personality on it. She, her, the name of Pogzilla. I'm like, I never would have thought. I know what a genius name. I'm like, that is like, it's insane. I thought like, like Pogzilla and I'm like, Hmm. And I'm like, no, can't mean, can it? And I just had to double check and I'm like, that's brilliant. Um, I told her she needs a trade. Like, do you know how much merch she can make off just Pog alone? Like, you have got that right, my guy. She is such a brand. Like, if she like made shirts that said hashtag Pog Pog Pog, and that just have that be her brand, that's her. That's a hashtag she can own. I'm like, I'm gonna tell her, let's go. Like, as soon as you get those shirts ready, I'm buying like five in like different colors. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I want to make merch. Autumn has merch. Yeah, I mean, and and that's also cool. Autumn did did she launch her merch recently? I saw that, and yeah, I think like, it was pretty recently. So yeah, I like that. That's been a new avenue for uh, you guys to really get into, and you know, really put yourselves out there. Because I feel like at the end of the day, when we're doing this stuff, we we really are like branding ourselves in a way, you know and yeah, definitely it is an art i mean it's making content which is we're content you know mm-hmm. and to definitely. be a content creator you have to have your own brand or exactly. you have to, well you don't have to you can make content and not have a brand and whatever but right. <laughs> the giant test brand and i also manage my personal brand similar to it being like a brand because i am an artist right. so it's been fun to like balance those two and they kind of cross over, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a, uh, it's very interesting being able to see the world through like these different people. I think that's the coolest thing about this. And so I've always been like, it's cool to see, meet the people and talk with the people within it. So doing a shoot like this was, I guess for me next level because we were actually engaging and what so many people wanted to know, like, Oh man, what was it like? Like, and you know, I guess the way that my followers were saying, like, was it like amazing? And like, it's just two people, just, it's just two people. Like I get it. And it's not like, you know, you guys are, I mean, you guys do have your personality and 
you guys aren't these cruel giantess. You guys are just normal people just like us. That's, and that's the one thing I do want to emphasize. Like we're just everyday people, you know, you the same way you should treat someone with respect you. Um, that's how the community should interact with the, with you guys with respect and getting a basic understanding of, you know, getting to know someone. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple, but there are people in this community that, uh, well, I, they, they want to be able to mingle in, right. In certain ways. <laughs> and, uh, right. it is two people just meeting each other, but, uh, it, nobody is uh nobody ha- it, nobody gets access to anybody else without their consent and exactly. that's period and that's for everybody for every which way you know yeah definitely psa guys psa gotta remember that well, my channel's very feminist forward <laughs> it's been kind of it was kind of angry and emotional at the beginning of like when i started posting on like because i I've done a couple of podcast episodes, just mm-hmm. solo ones. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was inspired by this, you know, completely. And uh, I was just like super emotional in this one talking about the patriarchy. And then that kind of just went on like a tangent for a while. And then right. somebody else in the, not the giantess community necessarily, but in the foot community, mm-hmm. like said something to me on Twitter and I did not handle it right. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I don't even know what's what anymore. <laughs> that, that's in our nature. We're going to react how we're going to react. And you vented. I can't blame you for that. I mean, and like I, like I tell people all the time, at the end of the day, it all boils down to respect. And, yeah. Yeah. and, it, shouldn't, and it shouldn't be that hard to grasp. Um, like, I've had so many people come into my DM saying, Oh, have her do this or have her do that or do something like off the rails. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask Paul to do that. Like what's wrong with you. And you know, within bounds, like, Oh yeah, this would be a cool shot. So if you're doing it relevant to what we're doing while I'm out there, cool. But you're asking me to ask a model something to do something disrespectful. And I'm like, no. And first of all, why would you think that would be okay in the first place? And you're not going to use me to uh, try to, get your own twisted agenda in, you know? Mm. And I don't get why people are weird like that. Um, it's hard but, because there is money in this business. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if you've experienced this, and I don't know if it's, like, fucked up to talk about. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this. But, like, there's not nearly as I thought there was going to be. And... Keep I don't going. Know if that's Keep going. Everybody, or maybe you just have to stay in the game for a long time, and the money comes, mm-hmm. you know, after a while. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. People are like, "I made this much money on my feet picks." I'm like, "How the fuck do you do that?" I still don't know. It's wild. It's wild. I, I, I see some like I'll see a story about. Oh yeah, I, I drained this pay pick to pay like my rent, and it'll be like something upwards of like seven hundred, eight hundred. I'm like, how? Like, ex- like, explain, like, what's your process? How does this work? Yeah, what is it's your process? It's it is got so to be like a full-time gig mm-hmm. and like no boundaries at all. Because kind of related, somebody was talking about how, you know, extreme couponers, mm-hmm. they were like, well, they do this, um, 
uh, instead of doing a job, they do this. They they extremely coupon to the to the point where they go shopping for these things, which is probably all the time. They're actually getting paid because they have so many coupons or whatever. And I'm like, that's just a job. Right. That's just a job. They're just doing right. another job. They're doing it differently than how you would expect. Exactly. So I can only imagine that these are just 24-7 hustling, you know? And I, yeah. I'm not really working like that right now. It, it's, But that's creepy. Like, like I, I, I try to think about that because... Um, like it's like um, Cleo has said before. Um, she she does believe that there's enough pie in the sky for all of us to succeed, and and I do believe that. But I also get your point. Like how like I know for some people it doesn't come right away, but for some it feels like that it comes in like bunches, and you're like how and it it definitely is a process to itself. I feel like, but sometimes you just sit back and I'm like. I've seen I've seen people who like you know post the same pictures and like these are the same poses. I'm like, what's so? Di-? I mean, and I get it. Their feet feet in general can have different. Like, there's different aspects to it. You have toes, veins, arches. Um, there's a lot of like different things that people like about feet, and some more than others. But I think that's what makes that fetish, the fetish in general, so fascinating. But it's crazy, and I'm not sure how. That just happens, you know, but it just happens and you just got to sit there and go like, huh, interesting. That is is so interesting. Say like, well, we can't post this on Instagram, right. which is why feet, but I'm saying like people don't have like, well, you know what? Maybe they do, but we just don't discuss it at this size. I was going to say like your vagina. It's not like, or like we don't really, right. dic- we don't separate things like that. But feet, it's like, because what is it? Feet, like, you know, reflexology, the feet and the brain right. are like hella connected. Yes. So like depending on which uh, feature you want to focus on, it like has to co- correlate to something very specifically. Exactly. And I think that's what makes it so interesting and how some people are able to make pretty good money from doing that. But, and, and that's one thing I was talking about with um, Paul during my trip there. She, um, she said she always felt like for herself, and I guess it's a thing that has to be like accepted for some models because I've had some models come on and say, I never thought I had pretty feet until I started flip models. And well, I think anybody can be a foot model. I think that's why it's so great. Right. I, I agree. I guess and I, I do agree. I do feel like you can tell how much energy is put some foot models put in with that too, you know? Well, um, definitely. But I think a lot of people probably don't know either, you know, cause I don't know how many men are foot models, but I don't see why that wouldn't be an avenue they could explore. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there, Especially now everybody's so queer. True. And there is one, there is one male model that I've seen on Instagram and I cannot remember his username. I'll have to mm-hmm. like, I'll have to send that to you as soon as we get done with this episode. Cause he and does it. Well. Remember in our next episode to tell him who it was. <laughs> Yes, when we have <laughs> when we have the solo episode, we'll we'll definitely shout shout them out. But yeah, no, I mean, and that's a good that's a good point. Um, I I wonder why there isn't a lot more 
male foot models, you know, and like, I've been like, I've been told, I've been told that I have nice feet and it's something I wouldn't showcase, but I thought about it and I'm like, I can see how that's appealing. And like, I thought about it, like, why don't more men showcase their feet? And some, and I've been told before, like through previous uh, partners I've had in the past, they told me, I like a man that keeps his feet kept and clean. And I'm like, mm-hmm. huh. And, you know, you're wondering, I mean, that can go both ways. I mean, same thing with giantesses. There are people who want giants. I mean, my I mean, girl, I can think of, I mean, let's like, who would you, who would you, mm-hmm. like celebrity edition, mm-hmm. who would you want to see? As a giant. As a giant? Mm-hmm. As a giant. Maybe we should we, we should like down a list and talk about it next time. Cause I just feel like there are so many women. Mm-hmm. I, I there are a lot of women, obviously, because women we, we just want to see big women because they're beautiful. Yes. But like I don't know. There are some queer and fluid and you know two gendered whatever that are just beautiful creatures definitely and i want to oh but i did hear something interesting about how um because we uh what did they say they said because we praise women like in that way it actually puts us on a pedestal right and then makes us less like regular people like does that make sense no, I get it. I get it. I can see how. And that's like what causes the disrespect. Or you're like otherworldly, so you're like an object. It's like that somehow connection happens. Right. And it's and it's not intentional either. But I get how the perception can be looked at is like you're you're putting them on this otherworldly level that makes them feel like they're being in the eye in the guise of being like a celebrity, but they're not, but that's not the intention, but I can see how their perspective can be like, well, you're making them seem that way. They're putting them so high up. And then, like you said, just now, that's where the disrespect comes in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And that's, that's the thing that's hard. Like just photo shooting. Like, and that's one thing. Like you can't, like there are some people who do have good intentions, but there are some people out there who will try to like defame someone's character just because they feel like they were put on this pedestal. And when you're put on that pedestal, you're going to be subject to, you're going to be subject to a lot of unwarranted, unwarranted criticism that you're not asking for. Is the word scrutiny? I think, I think so. Is that right? Scrutiny. I'll have to look, but scrutiny, yeah. So you're going to get unwarranted scrutiny that you didn't ask for. And like, I can't imagine, like, I've, I mean, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Every other episode I've talked about it, but I'm sure a lot of models in general get a lot of unneeded comments. Or if a person doesn't get a shot or a picture they want, they're like, oh, you're this. Oh, you're a bitch. I'm not going to buy from you again. I'm going to get your account reported. And I'm like, just because you're not respecting their rules mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should go out of your way to ruin their lives over 
what is ultimately at the end of the day, just a photo or just a video. Is it that much? If it rocks your world that much, you got to get your, I mean, first off, where are your priorities lying? And then secondly, who are you to go overboard to try to get someone's presence on what they like doing off? And, and that's, and that's what's tough about it. I mean, I'm sure you've seen accounts be like deleted because someone reported them for whatever reason, because they were upset. And, you know, when you've had your accounts taken down, I'm sure it's hard to like, and I haven't spoken to anyone in general about it, but, um, having your accounts taken down back to back or multiple months, it's like, it can be really draining because you get work so hard to build an audience and, you know, get content that you enjoy doing out to people that enjoy it. And mm-hmm. it's taken away, you know, it can be really draining and like, it's, it's good to like do, it's good to do content that you like to do. I mean, catering to someone is Catering to someone, I get it. And if it gets done, it gets done. But at the end of the day, you don't want, I don't think, I think we will agree. We don't want this to feel like it's a job or we're obligated to do those specific things that people like. But I think it's a weird thing to tiptoe the balance between that. Um, but yeah, it it's really hard. And, you know, because I guess for me, when I got that opportunity to shoot, I saw it not only as a way to get good content, but I got to know Pog and we've become pretty cool friends after the fact, you know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like I was like fanboying over her the entire time. Now I will admit, yeah, I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing for like <laughs> a split second because that's Paul freaking Zilla. But at the end of the day, you know, we just vibe like anyone, other person listening to music, getting some food, just talking about, you know, general stuff. And it was like shooting with a friend. And it goes back to your point about how vibes are. If you're comfortable with someone and building that trust and respect, it will seem like um, for a minute, it was like we were just having fun shooting content. Like I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We got to get this uploaded and we're going to have a lot of stuff to show, but we didn't, it didn't feel like we were working. It felt like we were having a blast. And for me going from Chicago and getting out to some (laughs) summer like weather in Florida, it was like a nice little vacation for me too. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. And you know, it's, it's Florida. talk about Florida. Oh, Florida was great. It was, uh, it was nice to get out from the Midwestern weather here because often it can because i've been in february so that's like the middle of the coldest months in of the year of the winter season so going to florida was nice and you know it was it was really just refreshing to be able to shoot and get into some nice shots and not have to worry about oh i'm going to be too cold or if i'm going to be freezing or man, I don't know how long we can stay out here. It kind of felt like I had a lot of time to just go and enjoy that nice, warm, warm weather while shooting. And it it was almost, it was almost different. I kind of forgot that. Oh yeah, that's right. I have to go back to Chicago at the end of the day. (laughs) But um, How how long was your trip? 
um, it was three, three days, three days. I was supposed to have be there for four days, but, um, the flight that I was on got overbooked. So they said, sorry, sir, you're going to have to fly out tomorrow morning. And I'm like, geez, I mean, lost well, a whole day of shooting, but Does that eh, happen all in Chicago. Um, yeah. Cause like, um, O'Hare, so O'Hare is probably like the third, one of the top three busiest airports in the country. So there have been times where they've overbooked people, they've oversold tickets. And then when they oversell tickets, you know, it, they're putting this awkward position because they're hoping, Oh, maybe someone will cancel. And sometimes they don't cancel. So when mm-hmm. someone doesn't cancel, they're like, Hey, listen, sorry. We, we didn't get a chance to, we over, you know, sold the flight and we're going to accommodate this passenger. It can be for a variety of reasons. Um, but we're going to have to have you, you know, stay at a hotel nearby. It's, it's, it'll be a free, it's free. So they gave me a hotel voucher. I just said, well, I can just go to this hotel and, you know, do some more edits. And then when it's time for me to fly, I don't have to drive home or do anything of that sort. So, mm. so nice enough to do that, but it does happen a lot. Um, for bigger airports, I can see that happening a lot. Cause you know, aviation in general is a big, big industry. So people are going to be flying a lot. And if they're not flying cargo, etc. but yeah, it was just nice to shoot in a different environment and be somewhere else. And like, I'm waiting for it to get like completely 100% warm here. So I can start shooting, um, shooting outside in Chicago, but not quite there yet. It's a, it's a balmy 40 degrees here right now. So it's not <laughs> quite warm, warm enough yet, but I'm hoping, uh, because I really want to like start shooting again, but I've said I can't because I can't go outside and, you know, shooting environments. But once I'm able to, um, I feel like my content is going to, you know, start to have a lot more photography featured on it. And, you know, I do want to shoot with models more going forward. And, you know, if it, if it means I get to travel all over the country while doing it, I feel like that's, that's an experience in itself that I want to keep doing because mm. it's, it's really fun. And, you know, it's, you know, and for me alone, just having the fetish alone and being able to explore it in this way, because if you would have asked me around this time last year, and this is around this time last year, um, I was thinking about making my uh, account and I was like, I'm not sure what I can do with it. Probably just graphic design, but um, so that's where the Photoshop skills came in. But after a while, I just kept working and I can't tell you how I've become a giantess video editor, photo editor, and I guess now photographer. And it's, uh, it's crazy, but um, you never know where this can take. It, it takes you in. Um, if it's one thing, um, cause you've, you've worked with a uh, micro before, right? Dan. Yes. Lovely person, <laughs> but, um, yeah. he's, he's very easy to work with. Definitely. He's, he, um, because he, he's the one who's really put me on and really been like mentor throughout this entire thing. Um, but like he has a very light hearted, carefree attitude about this and 
you know, he has a lot of no nonsense, like, Hey, if you like my work, cool. And if you don't, that's fine. But I'm not going to cater to a specific person to, you know, have them like his work because, you know, he knows other people will like his work regardless. And like that, that's always a good attitude to have. Like, yeah, you're going to have your audience, but you're going to have that one person like, Oh, you don't do more of this. And I said, well, that's not my style. And you know, there are creators a dime a dozen that do that specific aspect. Like some people like lore, some people like feet, some people like butt crush, you know, there's a variety of things in this fetish that are layered and, you know, some people will not be into all of those things, which is fine, but it's not okay to like have a gripe over a creator that doesn't do enough of X content specific thing here, you know? Yeah, that I don't I'm trying to think of if I've ever gotten mad at a content creator that I liked for them not making something or, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird flex. <laughs> is it a flex? It's a weird, like, it's a, not a flex. How can, it's a weird, it's a weird, um, I don't know why weird, I said flex. Uh, what does that mean? Um, in- interesting reaction. There we go. So That's it's an interesting, it's an interesting reaction to be like, oh, well, if you're not going to do this, I'm like, there are like other creators that love doing for that love doing butt crush that love doing um or if they're not making something that you want to see you make it exactly that that's that's what it is at the end of the day like hey if you really feel strongly about this go to get up make your own content and you'll be amazed and i get the whole how do i start and i'm like well just use what you have around you learn the way that you get good at something is you have to be bad at it first you just start, you start doing it and you start, start doing it badly. That's the advice. Definitely. And you can't, you can't worry about how it's going to turn out. Like we all start somewhere. You can't gain any, you can't gain any skills in something unless you start trying it. I mean, we all start somewhere. Like there was a point where we didn't know how to, you know, ride a bike or get around or even, you know, have a job because you didn't have any skills, but when you start learning and being bad at something, you're going to get good repetition helps. And once you keep learning that you gather more skills, you gather more knowledge and you can take that knowledge, apply it and it will take you places. And like I said, I like for everyone who's told me how, how was it true with Paul Zilla and how I became a photographer? It's like, I, I hadn't touched a camera in seven years prior to this. So, and I'll tell you first, like the first few days of the shooting, it was, uh, like first few days of shooting, it was hard because I was like nervous because I read and I did my research and did everything up to that point. But I was nervous because I wasn't sure how these shots were going to come out. So, um, when you guys are saying, oh, this looks good and this came out well and th- that I did a good job on it, it's like, I it, I mean, and I appreciate, including you, Giantess, that you guys, you know, like the shots we got. And I, I thought, it was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. But, you know, hearing it from your fellow peers that's in this fetish is, uh, you know, it's, it's really humbling and it makes me 
appreciate the community that we have here, you know, and, and I'm happy that we are able to really just have that experience and, you know, just work together. So, you know, at the end of the day, like I was saying earlier, and like I say all the time, because I want to, I always practice, practice being grateful is like, I have to thank you guys, including you. Cause, um, that was probably nerve wracking and I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but I'm happy it turned out the way it did. And, uh, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I can continue shooting and who knows, maybe one day we could work together. I would love to shoot you. I would love to shoot giantess content photography with you. That would, that would I think that would be fun. pretty bomb. I need, I need more photographers in my life. Honestly, I've, I've always been on the search for photographers. I think that's why the whole shooting and having it be blurry has always been so frustrating to me Yeah, is because I am a model. And so mm-hmm. if you have a blurry photo, it's not helpful. Right. But it's been um, an interesting process in meeting photographers that I am able to work with. The first one that I ever met was this past year. And I've been modeling Mm -hmm. for several years now. Mm -hmm. And we met at the CBD shop that I worked at. And she was just mad cool and like smoked weed, obviously. Nice. And she's a great photographer. And it just felt like I was modeling in front of a mirror the way that she was able to blend. You know, like if, well, I don't know if you've modeled, but um, yeah, it's the comfortability thing again. It's like knowing that you can kind of like not really think too much and just kind of be in the moment and, and, and glow the way that you want to glow. Exactly. And she captured it. And it was like. It was just like butter, you know? Yes. And and that's what it needs to be at the end of the day. But um, looks like we're hitting uh, 50 minutes. Um, So I don't want to drag this out a, bit, a little bit too longer because we're going to have your specific episode next season. But mm-hmm. I do want to thank you for being on the podcast. Glad to have you on for this bonus episode of Sizing Up. And... Uh, mm-hmm. You want to let these people know where they can find you in case they, for whatever reason, don't know where to find you? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Very much feel privileged and honored. Um, You can follow me on Patreon. I have a Patreon page. That's Leah, if you're lucky, spelled L-E-A-H, if you're Y-O-U-R-E, lucky. Uh, That's on Instagram. That's on YouTube. And my Twitter is Leah, if you're lucky with a you are just to confuse you. And um, Cleo Autumn and I have a short film coming out soon that Micro Merchant uh, shot and edited. So I just wanted to plug that. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Check, check out that trailer guys. Um, I'm pretty the sure it's on both. was edited by Autumn. So kudos. That's the coolest trailer I've ever seen. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, it's probably on their pages somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where. Definitely will be on the lookout for that. Also, yeah. we recently had an exclusive edit that's on her Patreon, by the way, from a set that she hasn't released yet. So definitely sub to her Patreon, guys. You won't regret it. There's more 
in that set that I'm editing. And you're we only going to so be much able to content. Find. Actually, we do. That's so funny. I forgot that. You, yeah. <laughs> I forgot I, that we saw stuff. So I, so you're going to find that on her Patreon edited by me, but it's on her Patreon. So definitely look out for that. And um, uh, my followers know that I've just moved recently feel like this last week I've gotten myself together. I feel a little bit more in control of my life. And I just bought a new phone the other day. So the camera is going to be nicer. Um, I'm just going to have way more room on my phone to be able to make stuff. So it's about to pop in this club. You know what I'm saying? Boom. That's what we need. That's what we need here. I, I'm looking forward to actually doing your episode on the podcast next season. Um, I, I already have the questions ready and it's going to be cool to hear perspective on things um, within the giantess community itself. But um, consider this like a teaser for what me and Leah will discuss on her episode going forward. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm pretty sure all of us are excited and I feel like you're underrated. So I am hoping that, uh, I mean, you, I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to it. And if it's anything, I remember you posted on your story one time that you did a Vore one and the way you shot that on your story was like, it was different because usually you see the giantess eating you, but the way you did it, it's like you're being hovered over and all of a sudden it's just mouth and then you're devoured. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> as someone who's, uh, as someone who's, uh, one of the favorite things of the giantess aspect is Vore. Good job on that. I haven't seen many people take on it in that aspect, but. Thank you. I like doing Vore, but as I've said on my podcast, I've noticed that Vore is very intimate, especially mm -hmm. for men. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I don't tend to do it, but um, I do like having fun with it because I think it's a fun skill and I think it's mm -hmm. a fun, it's fun for the camera angles and everything like that. And it's such a cool perspective. Uh, so I do it in kind of um, a more entertainment way and less of right. a, a kinky kind of way. Definitely, definitely. But always cool. Um, going forward, um, if you guys want to follow me, although if you're already on podcast, you, you know where to find me, but that'll be Jack the Spec underscore on Instagram. And Leah helped me discover that, hey, I have to make sure I get that <laughs> done. But for Twitter, it's going to be Jack the Spec One on Twitter. Um, I think someone, yeah, someone took the underscore on Jack the Spec on Twitter, so I have to revert to one. So that's Jack, at Jack the Spec One on Twitter, Jack the Spec underscore on Instagram, um, Jack the Spec on Patreon, and I do have an OnlyFans, same name Jack the Spec, but I'm not sure if I'll be on there. If if Patreon starts to give me trouble, consider that the secondary backup for the Spicer content that's not allowed on the IG. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can find both of our content and pages and expect season two. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you have something else to say? <laughs> I was going to say that we should be friends on Patreon because we're not. I'm not friends with, I don't, I don't, I'm still learning how to use Patreon, but we need to be friends on Patreon A. And then B, um, if you're not already like in the giant test, the foot or just any kink specific, I mean, get, get on Twitter, my guy, yeah. like Twitter <laughs> is a frontier that I never 
thought I would experience. It's, mm-hmm. it's so fun. I'm and not on there enough. You're wild, my guy. It is so you can post because they're not being restrictive. They're not. They're not. So it's full pornography on there right now. Just straight up. And that, I mean, I've been posting some exclusive stuff, like, because even Instagram will be like, you can't post, I mean, butts on there. I'm like, what? It's not even nude, but fine. I'll just post this on. And I tell people, hey, if anything happens to IG, come to Twitter. I feel like that's going to be eventually the move at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely getting a lot of uh, interactions on Twitter, and I'm having a lot of fun. Definitely. So check out Twitter. Trust me. If you think IG has the goods, I'm, I promise you Twitter has a lot more goods. Just It's just out there. Um, International, but, too. It's great. Exactly. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that being said, guys, we will see you and Leah will be have her own debut episode on season two of Sizing Up coming yeah. later in the spring. But um. That was Jarvis Leah. This is your boy Jack the Speck, and I will see you guys in a few weeks on the debut episode of Sizing Up. Peace. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye, guys.